The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this woman that you are moving higher than Mr. Stark? Oh, thankfully, I didn't hit the wrong button. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. Yay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, folks, we are back again once again. However, due to some technical difficulties, our assignment will be here in a moment, hopefully. And But right now, we absolutely have positively given a warm round of applause for PCN underscore Dirt. Yay! Yay! Um, yeah, I don't know who is back with us. I don't know. That's my entrance music now. There you go. That worked. If, if you had gone with Miami, that would have also worked. I, I got to use the meme soundboard because the Agent Underscore Seventy isn't here with the sound effects. So I'm going to do the best I can here. Indeed. Yes. Uh, so Agent, I mean, PC and Underscore Dirt of PC and Underscore Dirt on Twitter and Pop Culture Network fame. Also, uh, what I need? Com- wait, what is it? What is it? I need comics.com, right? It's part of the pop culture network. Yes, it is. There you go. Oh, that was you doing that. I thought that was Dave. Okay, <laughs> I was like, right, I was tripping for a second. Not with us tonight is one Tim Dog 98 on Twitter who's taking care of some. Some sad music for him not being here. If you had the Incredible Hulk theme song, though, that would have... You know, I, I don't think that's on here. Sorry. Uh, nah, they haven't memed. Somebody memed that up so we can have someone put that on soundboard. But you can also find Tim uh, on at uh, CB Cron on Twitter. You can also find him at TheClickNation. That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N on Twitter. Also, TheClickNation.com. And you know what? You, you may or may not know this by now, but he's writing all over it. Well, he was writing all over the place, and now he works at CBR. So go check his stuff out there. Um, Just do it! Boom, that worked. And um, the man behind the soundboard, who is usually doing the soundboard, who is not here yet, um, but is trying to work out his technical difficulties, agent underscore 70 on Twitter, and uh, agent underscore 70 on Instagram. You can check him out there. You can find this fine podcast at CSPN.us, home for this podcast and a lot of other ones. But you can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whichever one you want to call it. I'm going to call it iTunes because I don't care. <laughs> um, SoundCloud, Mix, you know, well, MixCloud, we don't, you know, we don't know too much about that one. But you can find us out there. This podcast is, is all over the place. Do it. Oh, exactly. And with that... We never did discuss actually what, uh, what um, we were going to start with. Oh, uh, I know what we can start with. Okay. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. You know, it's one of these things. Like, I turned into like a little 10 year old again when I started having this stuff around. I just can't. You're not my dad. That actually worked out pretty damn nicely. <laughs> but as far as books, that was going to start off with. Like, <sighs> Um, yeah, I didn't I've, fill out the sheet. Uh, I've been I've been actually scrambling this afternoon, reading as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, 
talk about what you want to talk about. If we have anything that overlaps, then I'll jump in. And then when you're done, if Dave's not here yet, then I'll jump in with some books. That sounds good. And Tim has provided us with uh, a couple of his books, so we can also get those out of um, the... So actually, I'm going to start with this one because you may or may not be interested in this. Uh, And that is Star Trek The Next Generation Through the Mirror number two. Um, I actually have those saved up to read, but I have not read them yet. Nice. Did you read the the first? Yeah, uh, I read the first one. Yes, okay. And and I I liked it quite a bit, um, but I just haven't had time to get to the new series yet. Understood. Yeah, there seemed to. I did not realize it until this week that they're they're apparently doing this one weekly, and I don't know why they're doing that. Uh, Because of the new movie? No. Um, Because the new series? No. Hmm. Well, no, because it has nothing to do with Discovery. So. But it's weird. Like the first, so for those who don't know, so this is the second miniseries that bridges the Star Trek Next Generation uh, universe with Prime Universe with the Mirror Universe because they never had, um, they never had any uni- Mirror Universe episodes during the run of the show. I, I feel like we've I've mentioned that before, or and if somebody's trying to correct me, I'm sure that it will come. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, so this is the second miniseries they had to do that because the first one was strictly dealing with the mirror universe side of things. Now we cut to the to the where it bridges over to the prime universe. And in um so I don't know if you uh, saw last week's episode um uh, uh dirt, but I talked about the first one not necessarily well, kind of at left, but not necessarily not to get into too much, but basically it kind of kicked the ball off rolling, and this one kind of continues that in that there are incursions into the prime universe uh, by the mirror, the mirror universe folks, uh, and the prime universe folks are trying to figure out what's going on, and they just they basically in this at the end of this issue, not to skip ahead because I know you would probably want to read it, but. <laughs> They finally got their first whiff of um, what's kind of going on, or who's who. Maybe. Yeah. So, so the first issue was entirely set, or the first series. I mean, the right. first miniseries was entirely set in the mirror universe, right. just showing what it's like to have an evil Barkley on your ship in the mirror universe. And then this series shows how they're finally crossing over, and yes. so you're getting now basically the episode that you would have gotten back in when the original next generation was running of them doing the mirror universe stuff. Exactly. And also you're getting, now that I think about it in this one, there's also a, a, um, a, a couple of pages, B stories, B stories to, to the, both of these issues mm-hmm. that are set in the mirror universe that are set months prior to what's going on in the A story. So you're getting extra, no added charge. Basically. I mean, well, that's amazing. <laughs> I believe the yeah, because I believe that the they are they have been thirty two issue books. I mean thirty two page books. Or I should check that out and before I said that. But anyway, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, yeah, and also, just as a crazy side note, this doesn't have anything to do with anything. But uh, this the the first series and this one, I've actually not been buying. I didn't buy them in paper. I've been buying them through the Kindle app, uh, of all things. So I'm I, reading them. Uh, yep. I, I can actually pull them up on my black and white Kindle reader or, you know, on my tablet and read it through the app that way. That look. Uh, it's a little funky. 
Uh, I mean, it is grayscale. I mean, the Kindle can do, you know, gray and everything, but it's just one of those things I was playing around with it one day and I was like, oh, I can order comics through the Kindle thing and read it in this black and white. So I tried it, you know, for whatever reason. I was like, all right, that's how I'm doing Star Trek Mirror Universe now. That's that's a novel way to do it. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, you know what? Actually, I actually did the first series. Actually, I probably I am doing this one also, but I did the first series that same way also. But I did find I did read the uh, I did buy the first copy of this one in paper mm-hmm. for, for some other reason because I figured, eh, you know, why not? Uh, it's yeah, thirty three pages. So, but yeah, so but so far it's just been it's been you know. Kind of like what you said, it's pretty much starting off an episode of TNG and they're, you know, they're going about their merry way and they're finding these things going on, but they don't realize, you know, who's it, who's right. Who's, uh, and like I said, now at the end of this one, they're finally getting, I don't know how, um, I don't know how many issues this mini is going to be. I think the last one ran five. Yeah. Like this one to do that much different. Yeah, I would guess so because they like to collect those as five into the trades. So, mm-hmm. but as to why they're doing doing this one weekly, it kind of is kind of weird. And the reason why I brought that up because, as you know, when they're doing weekly series, there's a different artist. There's a different. There's an art thing. Yeah, kind of. But it doesn't I, actually. I should check. So, but the art for the A story is different, but the art for the B story is the same as the last series. So, oh, okay. They're, they're okay. So they're keeping the mirror universe in one art style, which I loved, um, in one art style, and then they may be just doing the prime universe in this one, which is kind of cool. So I'm kind of curious as to if they're going to keep that up during the whole A story, or they're going to like shift. Yeah, I because with it being something that that doesn't come out regularly, you would hope that they'd have enough lead up time that they could keep some consistency on the art and say, okay, you know, in six months, we're going to have this come out. So get started on it now. And then they're able to have it come out weekly and it doesn't, you know, have to change all that much from issue to issue. Yeah. I thought about that. Like maybe they got it all up pretty much all or most of it out of the way, which yeah. but the weird thing about it is like that last uh, minute, not saying that they couldn't have done this all, all at one time, but that last series wasn't that long ago. Like it was only a few months ago. It actually ended like a couple months ago. Was the was the number one? Was that a Halloween comic fest book, or was that a free comic book day last year, or the zero? For... There was a there was a zero for free comic book day last year. Okay, well then the zero came out last year, and then it was a five month. It probably got delayed a month or two in there, so oh. six months. So, well, you know, I mean, who knows. Yeah, because I I feel like there there was a month or two that it might have might have skipped, but I don't remember. But regardless, if you are a fan of um, as I know Dirt is, if you're a fan of Star Trek, especially specifically the Next Generation, and want to see a pretty decent uh, mirror universe um, story, that last one is the one to get. This one is still kind of going on. It's it's kind of shaping up to be like an episode of TNG that would be that would have been set like Dirt said. So. It, yeah, and considering I'm one of those people that I I don't like Discovery, and I didn't really care for the last film a whole lot, so this came in at like a nice, you know, uh, like ah, oh, this is my Star Trek is back, you know. I still I still haven't. Yeah, you said you didn't like um, Voyager either, which now know too many people who did. 
I, uh, well, you know what? And I never really, I watched like the first few episodes and people have told me that once it gets into like the second or third season, it actually gets a whole lot better. And it's on, it's on Netflix or prime, one of those services. And so I may go back and give it another shot, you know, let it run for a little bit longer. Cause I just remember back when it first came out, I just didn't care for it. As I recall, cause I remember watching it when it was going on and yeah, it did have a little, but they all star Trek shows had that first, first, first year's kind of slump. When Not Deep Space Nine. It kind of did, but I still loved it for that. I agree with you to a point because I love the shit out of these these three times. So I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna talk shit about it at all. <laughs> but it did kind of have that. It was like, well, we're just doing these off brand stories and the, but it picked up. Yeah, so. but Deep Space Nine always felt like it had more of a cohesion to the overall arc of the show. Even if it wasn't as strong in the first couple seasons, you still felt like you were getting progression, you know, through it that you just you didn't find in the other. Trek shows didn't really seem to do that a whole lot. True, right? Because it was only like in the basically in the middle or near the end of the second season, season where you know when the war started breaking out and he turned it to a man called Hawk again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he mirror universe himself. Basically, uh, he, he he had he had hair and clean shaven, and then he left, and then suddenly they were swapped. Mm-hmm. And I think when they did the uni- mirror universe, they had they uh, did they did that was the first return of the mirror universe was in Deep Space Nine, and that's that got everybody excited, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, we can we can talk all day about Deep Space Nine because that yeah, <laughs> it's like fifteen minutes on Star Trek. Let's move on. Yeah. So anyway, that that was Star Trek: the Next Generation through the mirror. So um, you know, pick it up if you care to. It, I, I'm not saying it's a bad story because it's not. It's just you know, it's let's start now. Do like, it. So um, that will lead us into actually, I want to start talking about that. Did you read any new, uh, the free comic book day from stuff from this year? I, uh, I, I no, I haven't read anything from free comic book day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right before I started, right before we started, um, I started reading that Avengers Captain America one. I didn't get yeah, that. One. I only grabbed, honestly, I only grabbed like four books for myself. Mm. Uh, the kids grabbed a bunch of books, you know, but for myself, I remember grabbing, the Captain America Avengers. Uh, what was the other Marvel one? Uh, uh, Spider-Man. 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 Uh, those were the only two. And then I grabbed two others, and I don't even. I couldn't even tell you right now, like because I haven't read them. You know, off the top of my head, I couldn't even tell you what they were that I grabbed. But what? I just remember looking at a lot of the books that came out this year and just being like, meh. Yeah. Like I don't meh. Yeah, so that was a uh, well. So you know what? We're gonna take a break real quick and and talk about that real quick, since because I was gonna get to it later, but you may or may not be around for this, and uh, so not to belabor the point. Um, but so I went to the free comic book day thing, and I grabbed because uh, they from my shop there was like you can only grab three, um, right? Or, yeah, which is fine, kind of fine because like the three main ones they had that I really wanted, and that was the, the two Marvel ones, and I think uh, a Power Rangers one. I can't remember what the other. Yeah, one was. there was a Power Rangers uh, Shattered Grid or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to grab that for that. And then I was going to grab a couple. I was going to go to another shop and grab a couple of the other ones. And then I was like, ah, I didn't feel like doing that. It was a pretty good turnout. So I think you went to your shop. Uh, well, actually, I was working. He called me into uh, work, even though uh, I technically don't work there anymore. On a day like that, he always brings in a lot of extra people because we had, oh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five artists and three writers. Nice. Um, that were all set up. And a couple of them are guys that do that, that go around to the shows. So they had their whole, you know, Comic-Con booth set up. Uh, you know, one of them was a guy that did these really nice airbrush um, 
uh, you know, type pictures that you always see of like Linda Carter as Wonder Woman and, uh, you know, whatever. He had those set up and uh, people selling like their their pins that they made with the characters and doing sketches and, um, you know, guys who do local uh, indie comic uh, stuff that they had their own, you know, small press books there that they were handing out. So so we actually had um, two different spots in the store. Like as you walked in, you passed one group. And then you got your free comics, and then you went past the other group of guys to circle around and get back out of the store. So, so we, I mean, it was packed busy until probably until about three or four in the afternoon is when it finally started to slow down. So it was a big, big day for, uh, for the store. So like I said, I went in there probably about a half hour before we opened, and I grabbed my books. I'm kind of looking, oh, Bob's Burgers. I grabbed that one. Mm-hmm. I always grab a Bob's Burgers. Um, I can't figure out what the other one is, though. I'm going through the list now, but... No, there was an Archer one. Yeah, well, I got a list of... Well, we had a list, actually, in the news about all the ones that came out, but, I mean, this is not going to really do us... And then, you know, my kids always get uh, uh, the the Bongo Simpsons one, and, um, oh, man, there was something else. I, I, uh, I don't know. I can't think. I'm I'm looking through this list. It's not doing me any good, so I'm going to let it go. But, but Angel um, underscore 70, can you hear us? Can you... You hear me? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Agent Underscore 70. Waiting for the sound effect to kick in. It's not kicking. It's, no, I don't really? Know. Oh, no. Nope. I'm going to have to double check our my, uh, my sound. My sound. No kidding. Like, uh, I had a... <clears throat> yeah, right? No, it's uh, what you call it. I think uh, my uh, my all my soft my uh, my mixer software is updating or updated recently, and now it's kind of screwy. Oh, that's so, so before you came in, we talked about one book, which I'm pretty I feel fairly confident you did not read. But we were just talking about free comic book day as an aside. Okay, and they're just. <clears throat> I can't remember. I can't remember the fourth book I grabbed. I'm I'm trying to go through the list and look at it, but I haven't had a chance to read them. Right. So there was the two Marvels, um, the Bob's Burgers, and then I grabbed something else, and I can't even remember what the fourth one I grabbed for myself was. But I mean, but the point I was getting at though is that those are the only ones that I grabbed for myself were those four books because so many of the books I looked at this year, I just you know uh, there was a James Bond, but it was a reprint from the old series. Right. Um. That I'm not reading Power Rangers, so that was a tie-in that really didn't, you know, do anything for me. Um, but last year's was the Star Trek one, so of course I grabbed that one last year. But this year it just didn't appeal to me, you know. Um, and even the Marvel books, it's like I grabbed them because it's Avengers, Captain America, Spider-Man. I mean, it's the big characters, so I grabbed them. But even then, I'm just like, well, I'll read these sometime, you know. Just not real excited for what Damn. came out. And then the DC stuff was. Uh, did the uh, superhero girls, which uh, I think my daughter may have grabbed one of those, and did they have something else? Was that it? Uh, there was the there was the Transformers Unicron one, which I didn't I didn't pick up, but it was a Disney princesses. Oh uh, yeah, my daughter got that one. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Who is a Pokemon one, which I think I was going to pick up, but I yeah, didn't. my son got that one. Yeah, uh, but we also, I mean, you were saying your local store limited people to three. Right. Uh, we limit to five. Same here. Um, well, I was just going to say, and that's partly because you know you will have the people that come in and try to grab everything, and it's like 
it, it forces you to be, yeah, we heard that. Um, so it, it forces you to be a little more picky on what you're picking up. You know, you're going to pick up the stuff that you're actually interested in instead of just being one of those guys who comes in and grabs one of everything and walks out. Um, but also, you know, as a lot of people don't know, but stores have to pay for them. Right. Um, and, and yeah, but not only that, but there's also the shipping. So if you think about it, you know, you're you're paying 25 cents a copy for some of these books or 38 cents for some of the bigger ones um, that they'll do. But then, you know, a box of comics is not cheap to ship. I mean, you know, they may be paying another two, three hundred dollars just in freight costs of shipping the boxes, you know, to the store. So there's a lot of money that goes into getting the stuff for free to give away, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So that's another reason why we limit it too. Um, and, right. and the hope is that, and and you know, if someone were to walk in and grab five, and then like buy some stuff, buy a trade, and then walk out, and then come back, you know, a half hour later grab five more things and buy something else, you know, then it's like no big deal. Okay. You know, you're buying something, you're a customer. That's cool. Um, but it's basically, again, just to stop those people who come in and grab one of everything and walk out and you see them once a year, you know, of course. So yeah, that was oh, a, plenty uh, of those. Yeah. There was an adventure time one. There was a legend of Korra one. There was a couple of like, seemed like some new books that you never really heard of before, but yeah, that was, that was something for pretty much everybody there. Um, but you want to talk about, uh, it was um, 1870, real quick. My what? The books I picked up for Free Comic Book Day? Sure. Or did you go? Or... I only was able to pick up the Spidey one, and I haven't read it yet. I'm waiting on the uh, the Avengers one. So... Which book are out there on, on Comixology, so we can go ahead and put that news out there. Um, and actually, I can skip that for news. Great. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so let's get back to books, then, if nobody else has anything to say about Free Comic Book Day. Um uh, like I said, we'd already done one, did one book. I guess I can throw out this other book real quick and then we can, we can uh, go uh, get off to what, what you guys got. Uh, Batman White Knight number eight, which I got a feeling is probably a good way to, to segue into you guys' because I know uh, at least a couple of y'all read some DC stuff. Uh, Batman White Knight number eight. It was, this is the last book of this miniseries. And I want to say that I enjoyed the story a lot. Um, so if you did not know, this is a this is an elsewhere's um, story where basically the, the the Joker turns good and Batman is the bad guy in a nutshell. So we have uh, one Jack Napier. I've, I've said this before in passing, so some people, if you know, may have may or may not have heard this, but like I said, uh, we have Jack Napier, a version of the Joker. Joker uh, ends up. Uh, losing the Joker persona by some means and ends up going up against Batman by, you know, legal means, quote, quote unquote. Uh, and meanwhile, also showing the people of Gotham that Batman is the true villain all along. Um, it ends up by kind of sort of going back the way you think it would in one sense. But at the same time, it also ends up... Um, I don't want to say redeem the Joker because it kind of doesn't, but it means a part of his persona. And that also um, his relationship with Harley and her story, she ends up having a good story in this. And even there's a, I don't even want to say in a redemptive arc to Batman, but he kind of comes to a certain point at the end of this book. But the, the, the crux of this issue is that they're 
things had kind of been reversed. So there was this new jerker that and and the Mad Hatter that came in and started messing up Gotham uh, in the place of the old Joker. And this is the Joker, Batman, and Gotham PD all coming together to to save the day, basically. And uh, that was, like I said, the, the big question of the story. There was a lot of action, and um, it was pretty great. Like I said, the, I expected a little more predictability out of the end of the story, and I got a little bit of that, but at the same time, they didn't completely just just rewrite and say, oh, no, no, Batman's good again, and Joker's bad again, and everything is back the way it was kind of situation. Um, there's also another part of, of about the whole story that I'm, that I'm omitting that is part of the crux of this. But if you feel like you want to read through this, these issues, you might want to, because you understand if you know any much about uh, the Batman mythos, then you know, there's only a couple of things that would make him go, go really rogue like that. And the, um, one reason was or any more than he already does I should say um, that would make him go to the lengths that he did during the course of the story so like I said I enjoyed it, it is definitely a possible critic of the week for me and um, if you want a good Elseworlds uh, Elseworlds Batman story, check this out now that it's finished it'll probably be a lot easier to just sit down and read in one shot right? Mm -hmm. totally probably be worth it doing it that way. Like I said, I would, um, like I've enjoyed reading it, you know, the month to month, like it, like it's been coming out, but yeah. Cool. And I love the art in it too. Cause it was like, like obviously you can tell it's a, you know, it is not, uh, a, a regular art style unless you know the artist, but so. so that being said, uh, do, do either one of you gentlemen want to throw out anything? Like Do I maybe fill out anything in the sheet? All right. Yeah, I didn't add anything to the sheet, but I did read some stuff today. So did you read No Justice number one? I did read No Justice number one. Uh, no justice, no peace. So this is the kickoff to the reorganization of the Justice League and the Justice League uh, family of books. Uh, this is written by Scott Snyder and Joshua Williamson, and I think James Tinian as well. So I see that Tim Dog also read it. Mm -hmm. and Tim's notes on this are it's a great introductory issue with art by Francis Manipool. So many story threads being seeded here for the larger DC universe. That pretty much sums it up in a very neat nutshell. Um, uh, it was interesting to, to see the breakdown in terms of the, uh, the, the way these groups of heroes are being subdivided according to characterization and you know i guess how they would they're supposed to mesh together the crux of the story is that brainiac a version of brainiac is trying to save his home planet and is organizing heroes and villains spoiler alert uh to try to combat uh the, these uh celestials oh no i mean um yeah. uh, other characters in the dc universe who are coming around uh, passing judgment upon worlds so uh, did you read avengers number one last week yes do you do you feel like uh you know some someone somewhere was sitting you know back to back in a booth at a restaurant uh and, and they kept hearing notes of the other guy's story it seemed uh and kept working it back and forth into their uh, plots here because i read avengers 
And then literally like two comics later, I read um, No Justice number one. And I'm like, didn't I just, this is, isn't there a lot? Wait a minute, what's going on here? It kind of seemed like, well, historically, there's that that has happened. But it seemed like the last couple of years, there's been something like that that's been going on. Like, like I mean, this is literally like the same ongoing storylines, right? You know, between the two books. Yep. Um, and what we we can talk about Avengers later. You guys, I don't know if you covered it. Uh, we talked about it last week. Yeah. We did, just not in like super detail. Yeah, but but no justice. I thought it was one of those books that it was it was very well put together for people who don't normally read a lot of the Justice League books. And so there's a lot of characters that get tossed in here. And, you know, you're seeing the Titans and the Teen Titans and, you know, Suicide Squad and, you know, all these other, you know, players are, are being moved around. And I thought it did a pretty good job where it didn't, it didn't have to sit there and, you know, have someone give a biography for every character who appeared. But it made it clear at some point like what their name was, if they're good or bad, and what their powers are. So by the time you got to the end of it, you had a pretty good idea. Even if you didn't know who the new Adam was or any of that storyline, you see this guy, you see him a little while later, and he's tiny, and Lobo's talking to him about, so if I stick you in somebody's gut and then you grow super big, you'd kill him. And, you know, so you understand, like, what his power is because of that. So I thought it did a really good job if you're a lapsed reader or a new reader or, you know, you're kind of like, what is this thing? Maybe I can get into it, but I don't know if I can handle all these characters. Right. It, it lays it out very well for you. It's actually a decent wow. jumping on point. Yeah. To, to, to echo what uh, PCN underscore dirt said, it's actually a decent jumping on point. This actually flows directly from the events of uh, whatchamacallit. Metal. Uh, metal. Dark Knight's metal. So, because this is a direct, uh, you know, th- this is a direct effect of the aftermath of uh, metal and the breaking of the source wall. So um, that's where all this is coming from. And, uh, you know, we, we, even without having to read that, you understand what happened in the first couple of pages. Yeah, and even then, uh, you know, the whole, the source wall and these cosmic, you know, beings and whatever and how similar they are to the stuff that's going on in Avengers, I think those, are, those were all Jack Kirby creations. So his creations on the Marvel side are getting worked with and his creations on the DC side are getting worked with. So, I mean, there, there's kind of a reason why they're so similar because they came from the mind of the same guy. Right. Um, but then at the same, the fact that they're doing these storylines at the same time uh, just makes it all the more interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Kirby, wasn't it uh, Kirby's 100th this year? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. I, I suspect that wasn't the reason why they did this, but you know, I'm just you know, putting it out there. <laughs> but it is nice to see, uh, you know, because one of the things I, I saw like the promotional stuff for it, and it showed the four Justice League teams. And I'm looking at these teams, and I'm like, ah, like what? Why is Sinestro on one of these teams? Like what? The, like, yeah. and then there's another one that has Zatanna, and I've never really cared for the magic side that much of the DC universe. And so I'm like, ah, magic characters in there. Like, ah, I don't, you know. But this does a this lays out the fact why they're broken into these teams and why some of these people were chosen because they're working towards these different goals. And I, I do get the feeling though that as much as they've set this up to be these four groups that you know, six months from now, you're not going to see these four groups. Like, I do get the feeling that you're going to see a little bit of reshuffling kind of back to a little more familiar, uh, you know, terms when they get 
back into an ongoing series later on down the road. But Depending for on, now, it's it's fun and it makes sense. I was going to say it also depends on sales. Well, yeah, probably. But no. you know, you every time you switch, you know, you bring in new writers, you bring in someone new to be creative, you bring in a new editor, or whatever. When it goes from a a mini series to a ongoing, you know, when Justice League starts up again sure. at some point down the road, it's you know, you you kind of move on from it. But but I you know, I, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed reading it. Um, so I I didn't I I had a lot of fear uh, going into this. Whenever they do some sort of big reorganizing and into one of these events i'm always a little hesitant uh of how much i'm gonna like it and i actually i actually did like it i didn't hate it at all cool no i liked it too it was a good issue well since y'all mentioned that manipool was doing the art on it i may have to give it a shot i mean i did have some curiosity about it but if, if it sounds that similar to the current i mean well to, to the recent um avengers event that's gonna be weird Right, and as usual, uh, female uh, new school Nick Fury, I mean Amanda Waller, is uh, working in the background um, with some more shenanigans, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, it was Viola Davis that played her, right, in the movie? Yeah. She's got more, she's got more shine, she's got more exposure, so they give her some more to do because the Suicide Squad is involved in this crossover. Or this miniseries. And, he, and even Task Force 11 right. appears in this one, so there you go. All right. Weird. So, I, and What's thank you because you just, you guys have just informed the title of this episode. So, thanks for that. <laughs> okay. What's that? <laughs> I, I, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, DC's female version of New School. Okay. Although, to be fair, she existed long before New yeah, School. school New Fury, so. <laughs> Um, all right, so that being the case, let's see. Anybody got anything else they want to throw, throw out? Not for not for DC. Um, I did read the Action Comics uh special that came out, uh, I think it was last week. Um, it's an oversized, all the, all the Superman books are in flux right now, waiting for Bendis to come in and do his Man of Steel miniseries. Gotcha. So, this is um, it's uh. I don't. I don't really know how to explain it. It's. It feels almost like an annual, uh, in the type of thing where it's a story that doesn't really matter, but they try to give some gravity to it, so it feels like at least you had a purpose for reading it. Um, and in this particular book, uh, there's a someone who knows all the secrets about Superman, all the secrets about Lois Lane, all the secrets about the Fortress of Solitude, um, has appeared um, and is starting to try to dismantle Clark Kent's life. And so it all comes to head in a big, you know, fist to fist battle uh, towards the end. And there's one of those like Silver Age type twists at the end for who the villain is. And it's someone where at the beginning you think, oh, it's got to be this guy. But then the story plays very hard to point you a different direction. So it's like, no, it's not that guy. It's somebody else. But then when you get to the end, okay, it is that guy, but it's not the story that you thought you were reading, it's actually, you know, something else. It's a little different. And I'm, I'm obviously, you know, being very obtuse here uh, and trying not to give away a lot of details, but that's really, it, it's, it's a mystery. And I don't want to give away the mystery, but the mystery does have that silver age twist to it. Um, and it is something that it feels like an annual where it's, it's all, it's all contained, 
Um, you know, so it's not like lingering plot threads that are going to run off into a bunch of other stuff, but it does feel like it's grabbing a bunch of different stuff that's been going on in the Superman books and kind of bringing them together uh, to get this story out, you know, before everything resets when, you know, Bendis comes in or whatever. So um, it is, if you have been reading any of the Superman books, it's a good thing to pick up uh, and to read along. And even if you haven't, and you just kind of want to read some kind of Superman book that, that maybe has a little bit more of like that epic you know, one and done type feel uh, like you've got in a lot of those older uh, annuals and specials and stuff. This is a good one to pick up for that too. Cool. Um, I think uh, Agent 70 stepped away, so I will pop out a book and if he comes back, he can talk about it. Uh, Exiles number three. Oh yes, they brought back Exiles, folks. Um... They definitely got the feel from what I remember of the first series with them just hopping around from place to place and meeting the, the, you know, similar characters of those, of those dimensions. Still kind of weird that since time and whatever, you know, th- things have been since what they were since uh, Secret Wars, why are we still having time issues and or <laughs> you know, oh, dimensions? Oh, it's because Reed and... Uh... And 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 the and the gang are uh, successfully recreating all the worlds. They're, they're making the bubbles. Remember, they were making the bubbles of the new universes and throwing them off into space. And now someone's eating them. And again, so like, okay, like, wait, so it got congealed just to come back again. Anyway, we're not. We're, we're, <laughs> listen, what's old is new again. You know, it's a circle of life. The circle. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be the song for the night, though. Nah, we don't have to do that one. But um, but my, on my notes, I have basically is like so they go from meeting the terrible t- thunder lizards. If you remember that car- t- cartoon, which as I recall, it was not a Marvel property, but it would they kind of seemed like they were. I mean, uh, that they were in this instance, and then they went to this other. Um, they met up with a hippie Namor. The age which, of Aquarius. Yeah, which was <laughs> funny, and of course, OG. I thought it was. I thought it was Dino Riders. To be honest, I don't. I don't remember watching Dino Riders, but that's what it looked like when I opened it. Well, mm, I thought about that, but then I was like, no, nah, it was more Thunder because it was them as dinosaurs talking, doing the, the shooting and the running around and all that kind of good mess. Which you know, people, kids of the eighties would know that reference or both of those references so sure 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 um but then you know og nick fury shows up because he's kind of been playing a part in the and i know you you, so you've read this right uh i did did read this okay so you get it caught up and um there's a callback to the original exiles which i kind of almost groaned about but at the same time it didn't stick around long enough to be that much of a problem but then it made me think about like wow there's a character that is already on the team that that kind of takes that place in a sense. Right. And I don't know if I like that character or if that character is going to get annoying after a while. And we're talking about um, the little mini Wolverine. <laughs> I think there's going to be some developments with that character, to be honest. I think so. Is he the new Spider-Ham? Uh, no. Uh, okay. So, do you, you remember the X-Babies? Vaguely, unfortunately. Come on, you remember the X babies from those uh, whatchamacallit, those annuals? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I remember that they were a thing, and I probably read one of them, but otherwise, I've tried to like get them out of my mind and move on. Yeah, oh. Shout out to Art Adams and those uh, X Men family uh, uh, 
uh, right. visuals that year. So this is this is let's just say this is a, a slightly different version of an X baby. So that one, the, the 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 that's the kind of the, the short and neat um part about this. And he's like he's just a little adorable Wolverine who likes pie and just like wants to be friends with everybody and this and then the other. So I was like, okay, that's cute. But he I can see him kind of getting annoying after that's what the Marvel Universe needs now. Another Wolverine being introduced. A kinder, gentler Wolverine, yes. So <laughs> that's okay. They're, they're, he's he's rough, popping around time. I don't think he's, they're going to go to the Prime Universe just yet or whatever. I also, I also wanted to mention there is, and I think it's an accidental reference to Infinity War in this book. And um, I think so, yeah. And I don't want to spoil. I know PCN underscore underscore dirt unfortunately had the movie spoiled for him by inconsiderate people on on or about free comic book day. And um, had I been around, I would have uh, you know laid the smackdown because that's not cool. Doesn't matter if it's like that much later, that much longer after, you know. But uh, but yeah, there's actually a, you know what what felt like a reference, although under you know like considering what the production uh schedule is for monthly comics i don't think it's possible but it's very funny that uh, they could have though we don't know how long this book has been kind of been cooking right but like i said it's kind of hard to it's hard to tell if it's right and rewrites could have just been like oh i'm just gonna drop this in here real quick how about you know right right especially because they're all digitally lettered anyway so they can change the script so quickly like that right and of course, the big thing about this issue is one Captain America, aka Peggy Carter, shows up. Right. And uh, and which you know they go on a mission, and you can almost guess who they're gonna run up against uh, when they do. But did you just call her Preggy Carter? No, I said Peggy. Because oh, <laughs> you said Preggy Carter, like she's oh, Captain no. America with a baby. There's a there's a captain in the oven. No, no, no. The the Bucky is called Becky though. Yeah, I was about to say that's Steve Rogers' legacy right there. Yeah, there you go. So, but like it was a going back to what I said in the beginning. It's they got they have the feel of the original series pretty good. So I'm gonna keep seeing how this goes. You know. Okay. Um, I actually just have one other book really to talk about, uh, and then I'm gonna have to jump off here because it's already uh, almost time. But I did read Venom number one. Oh, so did Tim. Nice. Um, and it's actually number 166, I think, is the legacy numbering. It's, it's got the dual numbers for legacy. Um, and, and the only reason why I got it was because Donny Cates wrote it. And he's the guy who's been doing Thanos. Uh, he's going to be doing Cosmic Ghost Rider. Uh, there was something else recently that had his name on it, but I can't remember what it, it is. is. Uh, the uh, Damnation. Yeah, it's Damnation. Right, right, right. So, um, Tarnation. <laughs> yeah, Tarnation. Was, that's my jam. But uh, but I went ahead and, you know, I grabbed the number one just because, you know, whatever. And I had tried, actually, previously when they relaunched Venom, um, and he was the psychopath um, version of him, whatever. And I, I tried getting into it, and I just couldn't do it. And then I tried when they rebooted him as Agent Venom in space. I tried again, and I got a couple of issues into it, and I was just like, nah, I just, you know, whatever. Um, so this Venom to make it different from the other stuff goes back to its roots with Eddie Brock and it does retcon some of Venom's history Hmm. and it does it in a way where it doesn't feel as cheap as some other retcons that I've run into in the past few years Um, and it does it in a way where 
it it would make sense that it was kept hidden. It would make sense that he wouldn't know, and it would make, make sense um, that it would lead to problems now. And I'll and I'll say that much without giving it away because it is you know one of those things like when you start hearing the stuff, you're like, wait, this doesn't like how is this even possible? Uh, and then Eddie Brock says the same thing. This doesn't make sense. How is this even possible? Um, so they start trying to track some of the stuff down. But he he's really played as a guy who um, Venom is constantly this evil, um, you know, just psychotic thing that's always talking to him. He had this mental breakdown. Now he's taking medication to keep the voices out of his head from Venom. Um, and Venom is actually starting to have mental problems of his own because he can't control Eddie and he's not taking over Eddie's mind. So Venom himself as a separate being that connects to Eddie Brock is starting to share Eddie's nightmares and be scared of them the same way that Eddie is because he no longer has this control. He's starting to lose control and you, you're not really sure how much of this is fear from Eddie, how much of this is fear from the symbiote. Yes. um, The other side of the symbiotic relationship. Right. Right. So because they've put in this break, things are starting to kind of fall apart and they do fight, you know, back and forth sometimes and, and take over. Um, but the, the, the thing that he does that's really interesting is that with the retcon that he's introduced, he's trying to add some more history to Venom and make him much more than just, hey, this thing from space, uh, you know, attached itself to Spider-Man and then it jumped onto me. Uh, he's trying to build more of a mythology and more of a universe. And and as we've seen, you know, Venom turns into Carnage, turns into Anti-Venom, turns into, you know, whoever again and again and again and again. Um, it's like, hey, there's there's actually a being here and a life that came from somewhere. And this must be how these things act and work. So without going back to that, I, I don't remember what Maximum Carnage uh, you know, storyline where it's like everybody in the world had a Venom suit for five minutes. Oh, there's um, a couple of them like that, but go ahead. Right. Venom but yeah, but, is the most recent one. But but he does try to give it more of a background and build more of a world and a mythology for the character of, of the symbiote and where he came from um, and make it a little more interesting there instead of just being this one-note uh, villainous character. So, And it's funny because uh, he gets kidnapped, Venom gets kidnapped, and the guy who kidnaps him expects to see... Uh, agent venom underneath there and when it comes off it's eddie brock and he's like wait you're the wrong guy you know so it's even flash thompson i got you yeah so it's even like throwing back to like hey there's been a lot of stuff going on the past few years let's try to buckle down bring it back to the character and do something interesting with it so i was actually pleasantly surprised it was one of those things that's like well i'm gonna buy it because it's donny cates and i'm gonna give it a shot but i'm thinking in the back of my mind "Mm, i'm probably gonna go you know three or four issues just like some of these other series and that'll be the end of it but this one was actually really good. I really enjoyed it right off the bat. All right. So feel like, does it feel like they're setting up for a movie that may or may not be coming? No, because the, from what I've seen of the movie, the movie feels much more, like I want to say street level, you know, where it's like all the stuff that Venom's doing is kind of in the shadows in the background and it never, it looks like it never becomes a big thing like all the other Marvel movies. And this is much more... Uh, it feels like it has much more of a, an ability to explode out into a big deal if it if it's not handled correctly. So it doesn't feel like it's the same thing at all. Okay. And uh, looking at uh, Tim's notes, he says Frank Martin's colors on Ryan Stegman's pencils make this look like a horror comic. Uh, love the new layers being added to Venom's mythos. 
cool. So, cool beans. I, I feel like it feels like a Hulk story by your description, though. Yeah, it, it kind of does. I mean, you could definitely make that comparison. Um, if if Hulk was uh, psychotic, well, um, and had the ability to control and talk to Banner while Banner is awake. You know, if you put him in that situation where you have the two voices in their head at the same time, so no matter no matter what form he's in, you always have both voices fighting each other, which I know has happened occasionally. Right. right. Um, so yeah, I mean, along those same lines, sure. Okay. Cool. All righty, dirt. All right, I got to kiss the kids. Oh, I guess I better come with a click. Um, a click for this one. Uh, you know what? I'll go with Venom. I will go with Venom. Read okay. it. Everybody, everybody should give it a shot. It is really well done. It's much better than I expected. I think people will enjoy it. So there you go. All righty. Cool. All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Take it, easy. Right. Take it easy. All right. As we continue this here show. Um, fire it? Yeah. Might as well. Because we have too many. I was going to say, there's not too many books left. And uh, we already covered a couple of mine. So, yeah, exactly. So uh, let me cover the other book that tim and i both read hunt for wolverine the adamantium agenda mm-hmm. did you read that yeah. okay so just very quickly uh tim says that he did not see the twist ending coming uh he loves rb silva's art and i second that he's been an unsung hero at marvel across a few different titles this last year i definitely noticed uh the art it stuck out to me um i like tom taylor's script on this because uh it was very kind of self-aware like, uh, as we went through the motions of the story, I was like, well, you know, it, uh, Spider-Man actually points out, well, this is sort of dot, dot, dot contrived. So, you know, there's a couple of, you know, you know, kind of meta, uh, uh, you know, fourth wall breaking references there, you know, like kind of just, I stuck into the script just as like, you know, little beats to, to kind of laugh at. So I, I appreciated that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick up any of these side Hunt for Wolverine uh, miniseries um, because, you know, I just, you know, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's just tough to justify it in the, uh, in the old comic budget sometimes. There's a lot of these books coming out and they're killing me with Greg Land covers. So, <laughs> oh, then you were like, won't like the, uh, the other exactly <laughs> book out this week then. Exactly. So, Which, that wasn't a bad cover. Anyway, what, what, but you're good with that one? Yes. Oh, go for yeah, you. You had a couple more. All right. So let me finish up. So, Tim, we covered all of Tim's books. So let me wrap it far through the rest of mine. Incredible Hulk, number 716. We are the at the penultimate issue of uh, World War Hulk 2. This is a, a pretty interesting, you know, speaking of psychological um, uh, aspects to characters and ha- the, the, how the Venom uh, story was trying to set it up. Uh, or or, very, or was being set up as a very in a very similar vein to some of the Bruce Banner and Hulk, and now you can add Amadeus Cho and Hulk um, personality conflicts, you know, within the uh, the heads of these characters. So that's what's going on in this. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this, and we're almost at the end of this particular Hulk run because Immortal Hulk is right around the corner. And uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number 304. Uh, Time travel is a pain in the neck because once you think uh, time travel is okay and you come back to uh, the the, the future that you've hoped to uh, avoid, you know, by by going into the past and trying to fix things, it's all a big cluster. 
So uh, that's what's happening in this issue. It's very, very interesting. It's well done. Zadarsky and Kubert are on point. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, as much as I'm, as much fun as I'm having reading Slots Swan Song on Amazing, this is like a real treat, you know, to have like an ongoing Spidey book that's still kind of carrying on while like the, the 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 world seems to be coming to an end in Amazing, you know. So. Um, it's fun to have this um, as an additional Spidey book. That's, you know, in continuity. It's not, you know, remember, I, I've mentioned it before. Amazing is definitely playing off of what's happening in Spectacular. It's not, it's, you know, it's not off on its own like Spectacular has been in recent reboots. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Sorry. I had to. That's okay. Um, well, then I will get to mine real quick, and that would be actually two books. Wait, no, one book, really, realistically. Uh-oh. Yeah, Domino number two. <clears throat> so, after the events of um, last issue where Domino gets thrown out of a window and her luck's not hold, was not holding up, um, guess what? And it, it popped back to her. Come to find out that, um, well, we found out in this issue. Uh, why her powers failed her, or more specifically, who was the one who caused her, her powers to fail you, uh, fail you, fail her? And uh, we also find out that apparently one of the other vill- villains is Benjamin Button. Really, kinda. Um, because yes, apparently the 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 well, if you plan on reading this, then you I, I won't go too much farther into this. But yeah, um, so he like magically turns into Brad Pitt. No, not so much. An old man that gets younger by the use of either somebody's powers or the the person who took who took um who who can apparently mess with other people's powers that is riding along with them. Um, we also see an appearance by none other than one Spider Man, two Taskmaster. I have no idea where he came from. Um, and Amadeus Cho, who is actually in the uh, a good bit of this issue, which I'm sitting here like, wait, I didn't. When did Domino and Amadeus Cho even meet? So, yeah, you know, he is the Hulk after all. I mean, yeah, you're probably right, and I guess at some point they, you know, sure, it it could possible because I was like, wait, what, really? Because at first I didn't know because there were people being called by name and. Has to be X Force. Remember, isn't she in the X Force book? She probably yes. Sure. Don't you remember? Don't you remember uh, I'm a, you know, like that's where that Weapon H, um, the, the Hulk Wolverine combo. I read none of that. So no, I don't think most of us read it either. But the point <laughs> is, it happened. That would make sense because yeah, you're right. There is a recent yeah. You know, so okay, sure. There we go. Mystery solved, but yeah. So I thought it was because I, so being not reading that, I was like, well, but still, you know, he was kind of in there for a while. And of course, you know, um, uh, Domino and, and her crew are on a caper again, and she's trying. She's kind of shook after the events of the last issue, but she's also trying to find out like who's the one that's been uh, talking, who's been one that's been kind of uh, putting her in the trouble that she's in, I guess, uh, without going too far into it. And she's kind of thinking it's one of her friends, but she didn't want to think that. And then some stuff happens in this issue and things go boom. As they tend to do about around Mercs. And of course, there's a, a, a nice aside by Deadpool who also shows up in the book. 
Of course. Uh, of course. So that is Domino's num- Dom- Domino, Lord. There's Domino number two. And actually, my other book is not so much of a book, but because I, I kind of talked about it already. And that was the um, free comic book day Avengers Captain America book, which I kind of just skimmed through. So I didn't necessarily read it as much. So I'm done. Cool. All right. So I guess it's time for clicks of the week. And Dirt's already announced this. So let me play the sound effect. Mm-hmm. In fact, he and one uh, Tim Dog had the same one, and that was Venom number one. There you go. For mine, I'm just going to go with Batman uh, White Knight number eight. It was, it was definitely good. All right, and I am going to go with what did I enjoy reading this week? I actually, despite it being a sh- uh, uh, kind of a, uh, a slow week in terms of the number of books out, I actually enjoyed reading most of these books. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go with, hmm, hmm, this is tough because none of, nothing really jumped out, but I definitely had a good time uh, reading. You know what? I'm going to go with, uh, damn. That's not easy, is it? Yeah. <laughs> It's not. It is not. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number 304. I enjoyed this. You know, like I said, it's a, it, it's a fun read. It's, it's nice to see, you know, to read like kind of an ongoing Spidey story while uh, all hell is breaking loose and amazing. So, right. Yeah, I, I'm kind of upset with myself because I didn't get to read the Darth Vader, but because I realized I was a couple of issues behind it and also realized that how much that played into the Star Wars book. Right. Okay. No, they're at, they're at different times, so I was like, well, that's whatever it is. But anyway, clicks of the week, that's what that was, and that's what they are. Enjoy them, folks. Cool. Now, go into an ad. You got it. So our first ad read of the night, and just bear with me, I'm a little under the weather, is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash wink, W-I-N-C. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. If you're playing along on home version and you winked every t- or and or drunk every time he said wink, then you must be smashed by now. Ha ha ha! Did the winking like I did. Uh, but anyway, now we're going to the cinematic news. Alrighty, uh, and we're going to tag team this. You want to start us off? All right. Alrighty. I know you're under weather, so I can I can do this. Uh, you no, we'll tag team it just to make it go, you know, just, just to just to keep it. Okay, go for it. 
So Krypton confirms Justice League and spoiler exist in their universe. So this week's episode of uh, Siffy's Krypton dropped a reference to the Justice League and confirmed the existence of Green Lantern within their universe. So up until now, the series hadn't acknowledged any uh, DC superheroes outside of Superman. I don't agree with this. Now, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen it since the, the first episode. So according to this article... Um, Adam Strange, who has shown up on the sh- show pretty much every uh, episode, basically says, I can't fly, have no super spoilers, fo- folks. I have no super strength, no powering. That I don't see how that just specifically says there's, there's Green Lanterns in here in this universe. Like, yeah, I get it. He comes from Earth and he knows things. Uh, he comes from future Earth and he knows from things. Like That doesn't necessarily say, hey, there's Green Lanterns floating around here. Like, cause you know how the, a lot of the 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 um the Arrowverse shows are kind of make a like granted they they will make a wink and a nod to stuff that is actually in comic comic books. So, but that's just me, I, you know, whatever. It, it I'm sure that's you know, they probably wouldn't have said that without reason. But I don't I don't know. I can't agree with this this article's assertion. But next up, uh, DC's Titans TV show may have cast its Wonder Girl in one. What is her name? Connor Leslie, and this is a report because we don't know if it's exactly true or not. There's no official confirmation of this uh, that I know of since this came out. Okay, but, so she does bear a resemblance to the character. I mean, yeah, you know, a little darkening. Oh, I mean, yeah, that picture is, you know, whatever it is, but a little darkening of the hair and a little, you know, the, you know. There you go. All you right. Know, they'll work that out. Um, right. Here's who voices Batman in the Teen Titans Go movie. Guess what? You hear this guy's voice weeknights at 11.30 p.m. on uh, ABC. Unless you don't watch Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, you can. I mean, I happen to watch Colbert, so. Um, but, yeah, you can watch Kimmel. I tuned into Kimmel when he had the Avengers on. I mean, you can't help it. So, True. But, uh, yeah, he is voicing Batman of all people. Yeah. Which, you know. I, I, I'm still not sure what to think about that, but I I watched the trailer for this, and I'm one of the few people who actually enjoys uh, T-Titans Go. I might actually go see this. Well, I don't know. Um, next up, Arrow star Paul Blackthorne, a.k.a. Harry Dresden, to some of us, to exit ahead of season 70. So he gets seven, 70. I mean, that's been on a while, but not that long. So yeah, Paul Blackthorne, who plays a uh, Quentin Lance detective slash captain slash I think he's is he mirror now deputy mirror or something like that. Yes, he's regardless in the show and it has been since season one. Playing Quentin Lance, aka the the daughter of uh, Dina and Sarah Lance. Uh, the 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 uh, what the I wouldn't say the the canaries whatever. He's leaving the show. Sad, but it's happening. Which you know there was a recent another recent. Uh, Leaving on the show by the the young lady whose name is escaping me, who plays Thea. So you know, it is what it is. Okay, uh, Holland, that's her name. So next up, uh, you can get another look at Cloak and Dagger's powers in a new clip from the uh, uh, what channel is this? Uh, AKA formerly ABC Family. That's what I was going to say. So. Um, I've seen a couple of these uh, commercial clips. It's actually pretty, you know, like as as much as I don't want to watch like a teeny bopper uh, TV show, um, I like how uh, they're portraying their powers. Mm. Indeed. So cool. Yeah, that'll happen when it happens. Oh, June 7th, actually, is when it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's coming up soon. 
And we don't have to necessarily subscribe to a new uh, uh, subscription service to watch it. No, we do not. But you will need cable. So that's true. That's true. What I was going to mention is uh, I'm not plugging anything, but they're targeting people who subscribe to Spotify already because they have that combo subscription for Spotify and, and Hulu. And I was just like, hmm. yeah, I don't want to spend that much money just to watch Runaways. Yeah, I still haven't. I have Hulu and I still haven't watched Runaways yet, but I hear it's all right. Um, next up, why Marvel Studios has to call the microverse the quantum realm. So this is talking about the upcoming Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Actually, no, excuse me. Just talking about that because I think they called it that in the first movie. Yep. Um, so I'll take that back. But they are going to dive more into it in the upcoming Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Uh, and actually, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really read the story, so I don't know why, and it doesn't really matter. It's probably, I'm sure there's some legal reason or something. Um, I was under the impression it's because the name Microverse was associated with the Micronauts, and it's, that's a right, that's minor. That, I, that's what I thought it was. It doesn't say that here, might be a different, it might be a different reason then. Oh, wait, oh, wait, no, no, it doesn't talk about that because it talks about Fantastic Four. Back around and da, 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 da. so either way, hey, they did it for a reason. Yeah. I mean, which is what you think about it? Like the the Infinity Gems are are stones now, and you know, and we're Horcruxes. Um, so there's a spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Ring the bell. Yeah, speaking of Adventures of Infinity War, last week, so I feel pretty good about this. Um, Avengers Infinity War surprise cameo may play a secret second role. So, spoiler alert: we've already we talked, we kind of went into it last week, and um, someone on this panel, you know, I'm not going to name his name. Me, <clears throat> I mentioned that uh, the Red Skull shows up, uh, looking somewhat like another character that has been fairly recently introduced in the Marvel uh, comics canon, and that is of the Unseen, who was also in uh, the Exiles book this week, but I didn't, I didn't uh, bring up. Um, aka OG Nick Fury, uh, formerly known as. So yes, they are. So this CBR is thinking that uh, the Red Skull might also be the Unseen or a version of the Unseen, which you know, again, I mentioned last week, not to toot my own horn. We don't know if that's actually the truth or not, but it is. You know, somebody else noticed. And it's also calling back Original Sin, which is a, 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 a an event that I would really, really like to forget. Yeah. Amongst all the other ones that are that have been coming along lately. But anyway, next up. A botanist disputes James Gunn's baby group claim explanation. Wait, wait, wait. Seriously, people, you've got to be kidding me with this. You've got to be kidding me with this. So I put this in the <laughs> <laughs> about a week or two maybe i think it was like a week or so and i should also note that this is um written by one tim adams uh you might know him by tim tim d-o-g i hope i didn't well people probably know the connection already so i apologize for that if i ruined something there but um so yeah james Gunn came out and said that uh the groot that that we all know and love is baby groot aka teen groot in in um infinity war it's his son and there was might have been a lady group somewhere along the line, and blah 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 blah. blah. Well, this botanist came out on Twitter and was like, "Nah, son," um, you know, and went just and just kind of went into it as to why that's not the case and what group actually is, which is a, basically a clone of the original group. Which, right. 
which I felt like that was something we kind of knew comics wise. Right. So it is what it is. That's the thing. It's out there. Let's not try to uh, over explain things, people. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, but it was fun. It was the fun that that, that actually happened. Much next. Uh, Luke Cage, Misty Knight's cybernetic arm isn't a Tony Stark special. So apparently in the next season of Luke Cage, uh, one Simone Missica, a.k.a. Very Beautiful Woman, a.k.a. Misty Knight, as she is playing in in the next season, will get her, or an A-arm, I should say. It's probably not going to be the, the version of who we all know and love. But we can see here, if you're watching the video, that there is a design uh, for it. it said arm, uh, and there's a big R, which I, at first I was like, Robin? Really? Ah. <laughs> but no, it's the speculation is that the big R is spe- that could be from the Rand Corporation, uh, a.k.a. Um, Iron Fist's company. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, in that, in in... I guess it does, but I would have still liked to be like, hey, Tony Stark sent this as a kind of a big nod, but right. really not really. Obviously, we all know that the Netflix stuff has, has only been winking and nodding to stuff just like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has, and there's really been well, no... less so. I was going to yeah. say less. Right, because at least Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have been like tying into what's been going on in the MCU, right? whereas the Netflix shows have not, with the exception of you know, like I said, a wink and a nod here and there. Uh, but so, yeah, there is that. And uh, when is that coming? June 22nd, speaking of things that are coming soon. Yep. All right. So, uh, the BET Black Panther series is apparently available. Mm-hmm. Again. Again. So, yeah. Um, so, BET had a short run, short run by Constantine, uh, written by Reginald Hudland from 2000, yeah, well, 2011, excuse me. Uh, they put it out on DVD a while ago, but they took it off the shelves and off Netflix and uh, other places after that for some odd reason. But now with the, the um, now with Black Panther coming out and coming out as popular as it did, and also the DVD Blu-ray is coming out next week, by the way, uh, it's already out on digital. Not trying to plug it, but I'm just saying. But people have put, you know, this version of uh, the Black Panther on various sites, and they've been taken down, probably. So now they're putting it back up, and I think it's going to be on Facebook, according to this. Like BET is going to put it up on Facebook. Okay. But yeah, so it says BET is currently staggered, staggering the uploads of the videos throughout the day. But all six will then be will be on their Facebook page, which is that's. A weird way to put it. Honestly, slightly kind of dumb way to put it. Where are we going to go on that? So if you're on Facebook, you can go check that out. And uh, this is from a couple, uh, this is from the first. So it's probably all, all out there by now. All right. In our last bit of cinematic news. Uh, Star Trek four major plot point potentially revealed in that uh, Thor might be coming to the Star Trek universe. Just kidding, because he was already there in the form of in the form of James Tiberius uh, Kirk's dad. Who, if you remember the, from the first JJ uh, verse film, he supposedly melts in untimely death. But according to Jennifer Morris, who played Kirk's mom, 
Um, it is indeed, it could very much be supposed death. That stinks because that was actually one of the best parts of JJ's reboot. So, so it's been known that Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth is going to show up for, is going to be in Star Trek four, but it was not known in one capacity. Could have been a, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it could be a flashback or something. So we don't know. And now this, uh, this speculation that maybe he'll be back or he never left or something. Right. We don't know. We'll see. That's the thing. But yeah. Alrighty. So we move to uh, comic news. Yeah, which we kind of already talked about it. And Free Comic Book Day was last uh, last Saturday, and the books are well. Excuse me. Uh, there was a there was an article before that that was a list of books uh, that was going to be given out on that day, uh, and some of them have made their way to digital, is because the DC one that is is already out on Comicsology. Uh, and also the two Marvel ones, which we kind of spoke of earlier, are now on Comicsology. So that is the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy one, and the Avengers Captain America one. So you can go to Comicsology and go check them out at your leisure. Also cool. written by our very own Tim, I should point out this nice. article. Nice. I'm gonna have to make some time to do that. My uh, my my uh, physical copy of the Avengers Free Comic Book Day book is still on its way. Yeah, mine is actually right. Here. Oh, you uh, mail ordered yours? No, my uh, my shop uh, ordered me one. Oh, nice. Oh, because they ran out. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, so yeah, I got mine here. Which, if you know, that's what that noise was because they were still in the plastic bag, and I never got around to reading them until today. Well, anyway, out. Uh. Top Cow Talent Hunt 2018 winners reveal. Congratulations to the uh, winners of the fifth annual Top Cow Talent Hunt. When am I going to win one of these things? Everybody, no, I'm just kidding. Right. Uh, have you been entering? No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to. I was just making that joke. But yeah, good, good, congratulations to all the the uh, winners. Uh, let's see, Action Comics 1000 and Marvel. Oh, we should point out uh, that June solicitations have come out. Right. So some of this news is going to be informed, but at least a couple of them anyway. So I'm sure we'll hear some more about it next week. But Action Comics 1000 and Marvel uh, Powers 18, uh, 18, <coughs> April 18, 2018. Lord have mercy. Comic book sales to positive month. So basically, yeah, Action Comics 1000 sold a lot and some Marvel books. Not Powers, uh, if you're thinking that, but Hunt for Wolverine number one, Venomized number one, Amazing Spidey, uh, 798 and 799. Domino's number one. Captain America, 700. Are basically all in the top 10. With uh, Walking Dead, 178, rounding out that said top 10. So, yeah. That was, they, guess what? Comic book sold good <laughs> last month. Um, Next up. Next up. Uh, spoiler alert. Tanahasi Coates begins his Captain America run by cloning the perfect villain. Which, yeah, so this is basically talking about the the uh, the B story of the the free comic book day Avengers slash uh, Captain America story that came out uh, on free comic book day. 
and uh, we're not going to spoil it, but I think we have, I feel like we already knew about this in some capacity, right? If it, if it is who I'm thinking it is, but nevertheless, we're not going to go too far in it and that is out there. You can go check it out. Uh, how the Avengers of, I think this one is also a spoiler. Anyway, uh, how the Avengers of 1 million BC, 1 million BC will affect the new Avengers is revealed. Uh, yes, the, the Avengers comic uh, book, free comic book day issue kind of goes over into the ties into Avengers number one of last week, which actually on my part, because I was skimming through it, made me think, it was like, well, wait a minute, was this before Avengers number one or like during the events of or after? Because it seemed like the way Avengers number one played out, they did not, some of this stuff wasn't, wasn't informed of that. Yikes. Or it, 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 it could be just me. And again, I skimmed the, the free comic book day issue, so I, I'm probably missing. I got to the part where, where Odin and Loki were talking, and boy, that was that was something. That was interesting. But yeah, it's out there. You can go ahead and check that out. All righty. Uh, next up, the original Iron Man movie armor worth $320,000 is missing. What? <laughs> That's the sound of the police. Seriously. So, yeah, apparently, and not, they don't, uh, at least according to this article, they're not sure which one was stolen. Um, But it could be the Mark III one that showed, or at least the, 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 the one he ended up in last time, or the last part of uh, Iron Man 1, but they're not sure. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, somebody would probably want that first uh, 10 one. But I don't know. Regardless, one of the props is missing. And they're looking for it. And it sounds like it, maybe it was an inside job. I don't know. But that's weird that that happened. So if you see somebody rolling around in the Iron Man suit outside of the person we talked about last week who's trying to make that Hulk buster. Right. Um, I'm not even going to go with it. I'm not even going to make that joke. <laughs> Uh, next up, Lando, Double or Nothing comic, doubles down on Star Wars' Daring Gambler. So guess what, folks? Star Wars is going to have another comic, and this there's going to be another Lando comic miniseries uh, written by the Falcon Router, Rodney Barnes. So you got to have a tie-in. You got to have a tie-in. I mean, you know, exactly. And, hey, you know, being the universe that it is, they, there's going to be miniseries out the wazoo. Um, it is going to be coming out very soon at the end of this month, May 30th. So I will be looking forward to that. Cool. Speaking of uh, the Solo movie, Tops is counting down to Solo, a Star Wars story with new trading cards. Hmm. Yes. Um, and I was trying to, I was sitting here wondering because, and forgive the noise, but um, <clears throat> oh, I forgot a screen sharing. If you've gone to Denny's in the last month, maybe, you will know that they have been selling uh, little trading cards. Uh, from the solo movie. I don't think this is associated. It is from Tops, but I don't think these are the same ones. Uh, from from that, because like I said, uh, Denny's is doing a separate thing, sort of. But again, it is a thing that is already out. So you can go to Denny's and pay three bucks for a pack of cards if you want to do that. I was stupid enough to do that. Right. Um, but I don't know when these are coming out. And by the way, may the fourth be with you because we passed that. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, oh, wait. It says uh, Trade Card Company's house was revealing a new card every weekday until the film's premiere. So I guess that's been going on somewhere. Um, and maybe they'll put them out as a set. It doesn't say here. Next up. Next up. Sorry, I scrolled up for a second to take a look at something. Mm-hmm. Um, rumor, an open world Superman game in the works at Rocksteady. Now, yes, we've already talked about this before, and it's still a rumor as as much as it was then. But with E3, the Electronic uh, Entertainment Expo, coming up next month, uh, the, the the rumor came up again. And I'm and if it was me, I'm like, this came off of Fortran, so why wouldn't on earth would you even trust that? Anyway, that's just me. It's just me. But regardless, it's been a rumor for a minute, and so they're thinking that the um, the, the folks that did are um, the Batman Arkham games, which are very good games might be trying to do a Superman game, which hopefully by their pedigree would still be good. Because we haven't had a good Superman game ever. Okay. And they give some sort of whatever. But anyway, it's all rumor. It doesn't matter. Next. I kind of remember a semi-open world Superman game that did not look good, that made you fly through literal circles. Yes. uh, I believe that was Superman 64, or was that the NES one? I can't remember. It was Xbox. Well, I mean, they could have ported that one. Yeah, over. Xbox and PS2, I mean, you know, like that gen. Yes. I mean, there's been a few Superman games, so that yeah, they, they could have ported that one over there, but I'm thinking yeah, it was either Superman 64 or was it, it's that same game and uh, they, they ported over. One of the two, but yes, I remember literally that. Literally flying through circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. That is the one that everyone thinks of with when they talk about bad Superman games. <laughs> so... I was about to say, the Incredible Hulk open world uh, game was better than that. That's true. Hack Hulk... Uh, oh, man. Ultimate Destruction was pretty great. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Yes. Where you could... Where, where, where they, they, they did the whole uh, smash cars and make them into gauntlets. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That was good. That was... Yeah, because there was a Hulk one before that, and there was not... There was another Hulk one before that. And actually, I'm trying to find both... Uh, both of those because there was something I was doing on Twitch that I'm going to bring back about that's comic related. That's uh, about those games. That's a whole nother subject for a whole nother show. Batman, the animated series is finally getting the tabletop board game. Gotham deserves. So they're making um, um, a Batman animated series uh, board game. As I'm saying, it's called the Gotham under siege. Uh, no when it's coming out. That's gonna cost oh come out this August and will cost fifty bucks. So if you're into board games and you like the bat, hey. There you go. righty. and our last bit of news is a read pop. The uh, folks behind C2E2 and New York Comic Con are going to walk in the NYC Pride Parade and unveil a tie and they've unveiled a tie-in t-shirt for charity. Nice. The Pride Parade is scheduled for June twenty fourth here in New York City. Yeah, so that's um right. Oh wait, oh that's Comic Con. Never mind. Um, so yeah, and I also saw that there was like a DC pin somebody had. I don't know if that's for sale or not. That was um also talking about Pride. So um, that was cool. But there is one actually one other. It's not news, but I wanted to bring this up. I wanted to actually mention something related to New York Comic Con. They've dropped news on ticket sales dates. So if you are on the fan verification email list you should have gotten something by now for okay for wow. comic con yeah 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 which is not until october but that's right but you know the tickets go on sale in june yeah 
That's so. awesome. Yeah, just giving everyone the heads up now. Mm. So at the time that you, well, as of this recording, uh, and don't say the years because you know, but they said don't say the years. If you if you're a hip hop person, you know who said that. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, but one other thing I wanted to bring up in very corner was. Joe Perez reteams with Thanos for Infinity Wars Prime variant, which I'm going to pop back up here. Really, it's quick. a cool variant. Mm-hmm. And I know you being a fan of George Perez. Well, I mean, yes, he's huge fan of George Perez. Luckily, hopefully, he's doing a lot better health wise. He had a heart attack the last time I was supposed to actually see him at East Coast Comic Con uh, last year. So yes. hopefully, he's doing a lot better. Yes, and if you're watching the video, you can see the the variant right there, and that. Folks, is the news. We've got one more ad to go through. Okay, one more ad. So, our final ad for the night is for Funko, Fun at First Sight. Your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world's famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel in the form of t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Combo Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10. SHOP, S-H-O-P, one zero for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. You got to remember to start putting that CSPN link um, up when you're doing that. But <clears throat> we come to a close of another fine episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. We'd like to thank uh, PCN underscore Dirt for, for popping by to give us views. He will be back with us next week. Well, so, well, we didn't talk about this, but I'm I'm thinking we're going to have a show. I don't know if you were going sure. to Deadpool is next week, next week, so there might be movie protocols for a couple of people. I'm not going to be one of them. We may, we may not. Like, I haven't figured it out yet. Uh haven't been in contact with, uh, you know, this isn't exactly the same uh, draw as Infinity War, but if, you know, enough people ask whether or not I'm coming, and if I'm up to it, I'll see if I can go. But mm-hmm. I haven't planned on it right now, so we'll see. Gotcha. But stay tuned to uh, our Twitters, and we will let you know um, either through our various ones or the, the CBCron Twitter. And on that, um, excuse me, we'd like to thank everybody for coming out. Um, like I said, agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. You can go check them out there. PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. You can also check them out at Pop Culture Net on Twitter. PopCultureNetwork.com. I need comics. Um, which is a, a, a splendor site of popculturenetwork.com. TimDog98 on Twitter. You can check him out there. And you can also check him out on theclicknation.com. Uh, excuse me. Well, yes, theclicknation.com and also theclicknation on Twitter. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N. You can also find him on the CBCron Twitter, which is CBCron. For myself, you can find me, Roddy Cat, who has been your host this, this evening. At Ride a Cat on Twitter. You can also find me at News Nerds Need on Twitter. You can also find me, um, the News Nerds Need Reddit on Reddit. 
and uh, CB Caps on Instagram. I have actually put some stuff up in the last couple of days of comic panels. Uh, you can find us again at the CSPN.us with other fine shows. You can also find us on Google Play and iTunes slash Apple Muse, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, and other places. You can also help us help you help us by going to shop.cspn.us and go and buy some merch from this fine product from from this fine show or any of the CSPN. You know, do, do that. There's some good shows on the network and you know help us out with that. And with that, we bring to a close this fine episode by me stalling because I can do this, not to look behind the corner. Um, but this has been the Comic Chronicles, and we are out. Peace. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? it's, it's Doctor Doom? What's on your?